kids. Welcome to the first episode of the Janky Chronicles. I recorded this on July 30th, 2006. The name, as you might expect, is a temporary one. Maybe it will be only used for the first episode. Sound familiar? Anyway, this is really just an experiment to see what's going to happen, and, well, let's get started. So on the phone right now, I have my co-host for our very first episode, Evan. Evan, where are you calling in from? I'm in, uh... Atlanta, also known as Hotlanta or ATL. The ATL. Depending on, uh, depending on your demographic. Right, right. How are things going exactly. down there? Nice and warm? Um, it's not bad. It's not bad. The Braves uh, took a pounding today. The city is sullen <laughs> and rather melancholy. Right. Um, and how are they after Braves wins? Uh, rather sullen and melancholy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, or in, indifferent, indifferent, perhaps. That, word. Yeah. Now when Thrasher season well, gets started... Then. I'll tell you what, the, uh, the the city really comes alive the first week of October when the Braves are actually in the playoffs. Right, right. They get excited for about three days. The first two games. And then games. Uh, after, after the divisional series, they, they go back to their back to their business. Exactly. Well, on the subject yeah. of baseball, Evan, uh, as far as I know, you were living under a rock last week and uh, was, was not aware that Harold Reynolds was fired from ESPN. I was not aware. Apparently this happened, uh, what day, Monday? I believe it was Monday. Monday, I, I I didn't find out about it until Friday. Um, even though I watched baseball tonight, um, Every night. I did notice his conspicuous absence, but uh, of course did not think to investigate. Yeah, and I even asked all. you what you thought of the deal. I believe. Well, you said you know uh, we you know we should talk about Harold Reynolds, and I just thought, hey, that sounds great to me. I like Harold Reynolds. Uh, I thought that was strange that you randomly picked out you know some <laughs> guy, but I'm always willing to discuss uh, anyone. Anyone, especially um, on ESPN. We've had hours of conversations on ESPN. Exactly. And, you know, Harold Reynolds is uh, always one of my favorite uh, baseball analysts. I do know I that. Very I much know he's enjoy- a favorite of many. Yeah, and I, and I very much enjoy his uh, coverage of the uh, Little League World Series as well. Right, he, which, he did uh, do a nice job with that. And, yeah, and the College right. World Series. Yes, He correct. does a nice job in the booth. And so he's, uh, he's gone. He's gone, and I'm a little sad, i got to tell you. It's, it's not since the departure of... I would have to say Keith Olbermann Keith, yeah. has, has something has something rocked me this wow. hard from ESPN. You know, wow. uh, you know you have you have anchors come and go, mm-hmm. but uh, Reynolds was uh, he's a special guy, special guy. Well, he wasn't. So, I didn't realize. I didn't think I liked him all that much until now that he's gone. And you look at the lineup of people they have on Baseball Tonight now, and it's oh god, it's horrible. You can't so, even watch especially it. With, with with Gammons on the DL, on the DL, uh, yes. the the they obviously had, had not spent a lot of time in their farm system. For <laughs> no, no, no. And uh, Tino Martinez is terrible. Yeah, well, he's awful. Uh, Oral Hershiser, Arrestes Destrade, if that's how you say his yeah. name. Whatever. And uh, Jeff you know, Brantley. Crook is the only one that I can watch. See, I like Crook. He, he Here's the problem: he needed Harold Reynolds. Yeah, he's not the big Crook. is there for more of the comic relief. I mean, he knows his Kruk stuff, is, but you need Harold to get those details. Right. Well, see, the thing about Kruk is, is you know, when a story breaks in baseball, or so, you're analyzing something, you know, Reynolds will tell you why something needs to be done statistically, um, or you know, for historic reasons or whatever. And then Kruk will just come in and say, "Well, this guy sucks. Yeah, he, he needs to get off the team." You right. know, he, he kind of is. And like then that'll your, be uh, on the graphic at the bottom. Right. He's your he's your beer man's um, right. You know, commentator. Your poor man's commentator. He's blue collar. Um, but you know he can't do it by himself. No. Can't do it by himself. And the other thing about Reynolds, he's he was the only middle infielder or anything. 
look at the lineup of people on there, and they're all pitchers and first basemen, which I don't know how any first basemen have made it on to baseball. Or, or, uh, or Syracuse graduates. And, uh, <laughs> that's true. That's it. That's true. Yeah. But where are the middle infield? No. Where are the, even the outfielders? No, there are none. It doesn't make there any sense. None. If you want to count Kruk, but really I don't count him as an outfielder. Well, I, and I don't want to. I don't want to be the voice of, uh, you know, discrimination. But being in Atlanta, you know, the home of the South, right? Um, I also have to notice that mostly uh, white people on that show now. You had Harold Reynolds. Well, you have Arrestes. Uh, yeah, but I'm not, I don't count that. No, I no. <laughs> it does not in any way. The, the makeup. What well, my point is, the makeup of baseball tonight does not in any way reflect the uh, proportional uh, representation in in the in the, in the sport. It, it chooses to uh cover i understand what you're saying so, so uh we'll be take, seeing Stephen that a. What you will Stephen a will be on baseball tonight any day now i i really hope not i really <laughs> hope not did you know quite frankly still on the air i did not yeah apparently i don't know who's watching yeah i, w- I wouldn't know if he was off the air to be honest it doesn't I didn't really even know matter. that show's terrible yeah. <laughs> all so. right well uh, we could talk about that all night and i know everybody loves our baseball coverage, especially not even of the sport itself, but of the people who report on it. Right. So let's well, go into you know, another, watchdog. An, another sport that's up and coming that you wanted to do, uh, you had a little problem with, and that is the world of competitive eating. Competitive eating, yes. Um, here's my problem. I, I mean, I love the sport. I think it's fantastic. And, and these people are athletes. I don't care what anyone else says. Um, in Gainesville, uh, which is one of the greatest cities in the world, we all know, Gainesville, Florida, um, there was uh, Moe's, Moe's uh, Southwest Burritos Company. Which are not, just own, in Florida. Uh, they're all over. They're in Pennsylvania. They're all over. Okay. All right. I don't know. I don't know what you people eat up there. Well, I know. Um, well, we don't have steak and shakes, but let's not talk yeah, about that today. That's true. So Moe's, uh, they're, over, they're only in their own company-wide eating contest. And there's several regional competitions, and everyone meets in Atlanta, actually, for the for the final. Um, the prize would be is uh, Free Moe's for Life. Um so, but the second only you know, to all, free cafe lattes for life. Exactly right, correct. And and we're all familiar with the, with the the Nathan's Fourth of July, which is you know the here's a platter of hot dogs. Most you can eat in twelve minutes is the winner, right. which I think is a good format. Um, the most format, however, is everyone gets three Joey bag of donuts, which I think is a taco. Okay. Um, and it's whoever finishes those three first. And my question is. You know, there's so many variables as far as judging is concerned. Um, you know, if you have all these people eating, how many judges do you have? You know, how do you know who actually finished first? What is considered finished? Um, things like this. Exactly. So, you know, that's that's part of it. Now, the winner was some young guy, and he, he did it in three minutes and 20 seconds, um, which didn't sound that impressive to me at all for just three tacos. Uh, they were soft tacos, though. And also, one thing I want to note is his strategy was actually to squeeze the filling of the taco from the back, kind of like a toothpaste uh-huh. bottle, into his mouth. And then fold up the tortilla and eat that separately. All right, that makes Similar sense. Similar to Kobayashi breaking his hot dog in half and right. dunking it in water. Right. You know, I thought that was an interesting technique. I would never have thought of that. Yeah, that's, that's why you're not a competitive eater yet. Exactly. Well, you know, I'm trying. You but, can only you know, hope. We'll see if that strategy helps him. In Atlanta, I don't it's, know. Right, in the regionals. <laughs> right. Well, now exactly. here's the problem is yeah, it's ridiculous. I think what they're doing is trying to save money, obviously, by well, only clearly. giving three. But 
you can't have the same. It's more of a speed competition. Who's the quickest eater? Which, if that right. turns out to be the way it goes, these people in the South should not even be competing. That's I'm, correct. I'm just saying, yeah, well, you're not in a big and, hurry. And let, let, me, let me qualify that. Right. Um, the South, you know, if you're if we're having a competitive eating contest in the South, I think it's very strange that Moe's is, is, is one of the ones that's being held down here because at least the Southeast. I yeah, mean, South, I was going to say, it, Southwest it needs to be, be It needs to be ribs. It yeah. needs to be some fried chicken. It needs to be, you know, some pulled pork. It needs to be something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and these people can put away some food, you know, I yeah. guarantee it. Um, actually, I heard today the Southeast, Georgia, is the highest state, uh, state with the highest number of uh, diabetes, the highest proportion did, of diabetes. I did not know that. Because all the food they eat, all the sudden food. Yeah. So, you know. That's, that's, now, here's another thing. The speed versus uh, endurance exactly. is a great point. Because, if you, you know, if you equate it to... Uh, so let's just face it to, to chugging beers or drinking beer. You know, right. somebody can chug a beer very quickly, but can that can that person, you know, put away a whole twelve pack over the course of a couple hours? While staying conscious. Probably not. Probably not. Right. So, you know, it's all I guess it's it's where your values are as an American. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You gotta make that choice. I don't know. <laughs> Alright, we do we have a segment on the show. We'll see how many times this comes up. We'll we'll also see how many shows we get. And eventually there may oh. be some uh, theme music for this segment. I'm going to say this is going to be the most popular segment of the show. Really? Well, I think it'll cause the most response. That's All right, well, let's true. get to it. It's called The Rulings. Now, Evan yeah. has a few things that he needs some rulings on, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to help him out, but we're going to try and talk this through, and then we'll see what you have to say. So, Evan, let's go with your first one. All right, first one. This is a uh, girl ruling. Um, I'll go through the backstory as quickly as I can uh, while still giving the pertinent information. Um, I'm a bouncer. I guess it's a bouncer. I, I check IDs. <laughs> oh, well, you look at IDs. Well, it is. I have bounced people. I, okay. have, I have turned them Do away. You have a velvet rope. So, whatever you want to call it, okay? I, uh, I, I admit people into the bar. Okay. Or not admit. Uh, anyway, so checking IDs one night. Um, bar's pretty crowded. Several ladies. Uh, and, you know, when you're at the door and there's no one there, it's kind of boring. You kind of just sit around and stare. Right. Um, one girl caught my eye, very attractive. I said probably 9.4, 9.5, you know, very high marks. Excellent, excellent. So, um, but on top of that, I also found her, I thought she was very familiar looking, uh, and I couldn't quite place it. Anyway, she was clearly there with her boyfriend as well, which is, you know, always disconcerting. Um, but she was walking out the door to use the cell phone or something, and she kind of stopped and looked at me and said, you know, I'm going to go use the phone. I said, okay, and then, you know, we went through that whole you look familiar conversation that people have when they don't know how they know each other. And um, went outside, and then I remembered who she was, so I came out and reminded her. And um, she and she's like, oh, yeah. And, and it turned out that we had met four years ago at Florida, Georgia, in Jacksonville. Um, and we had lost everyone else that we knew. So it was just us um, for a few hours, and I put her on my shoulders and all this stuff uh, for well, a couple well, hours. By the concert. Clarify why she was on your shoulders. Oh, well, I thought she was on my shoulders for a, a five minutes. And I thought, oh, yeah, and I'll put you on my shoulders, and then our friends will see us uh, gotcha. and uh, they'll find us. But apparently her idea was, no, just I just want to be on the shoulder so I can see the band and we're just going to stay here. And I don't really care if anyone, you know, if my friends find me. I'm like, okay. But, of course, I didn't mind because even back then she was still probably a 9.4, 9.5. So, you know, that happened. Anyway, she remembered that. She's, you know, she said, oh, that was one of the most fun Florida Georgia's ever. Now, for those who don't know me, four years ago, Evan, is much different than the Evan of today. Slightly. And, um, yeah. 
so she she obviously noticed that too, and she said, "Man, you uh, you look really good. You you have changed a lot." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know, a little bit." And she goes, "No, really, you are like really handsome now." And I go, "And I didn't, you know, what do you? I don't really know what to say to that." Yeah, that's you know? like, especially with the boyfriend there. Right. Well, I mean, he wasn't standing there at the time because we're he's, outside. He's in the, the building now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I wasn't about to say, "Oh man, you're you're really hot too." You know what? You know, can't say that. So uh, anyway, you know, we talked for about 15 minutes or so um, about what, what we're doing and where we're going and all this kind of stuff. Because she goes back in the bar, um, she's leaving with all her friends, and she stops, you know, and her boyfriend had already gone outside. She was all, oh, I still want, you know, let's exchange numbers. I really want to talk to you about, you know, what we were talking about before, which was like going to Europe and things like this. And um, so we exchanged numbers. So my, my question is, what is the ruling on when I call? Because it's not a normal call of a girl. You know she's got a boyfriend. But at the same time, the boyfriend is Greek, um, like from Greece, speaks broken English. So who knows if he's like how long he's staying in America, or how long this thing's going. You know, if this thing's really for real. Um, that's my first concern. And secondly, she is so good looking that I think special circumstances have to be considered right. when talking about you know calling this girl. Well, see, she's in Gainesville. Right. For this foreseeable future. For one more year. And you are not. Correct. Now, there's also special circumstances. Right. Now, normally but I But not really say... for me. No. No. Um, because here, here's what I have found, is that it's always to your benefit, no matter what the circumstances are, geographically speaking, um, that if you come in contact and become friends with a good-looking girl, it does not hurt to just hold on to that bridge and keep that connection. Because you never know when, you know, the two of you may cross again or be in the same place. Oh, I gotcha. I got your logic. That's my that's that's a major philosophy that I have. That's it's, and it, it seems to have worked out pretty well for me so far. Yes. Now this was when so, when did this occur? This would have been a week ago a week ago from last Friday, so about eight or nine days ago. Oh really? Yeah. And you're in Atlanta until Thursday. Ah. I would. Mm. I was going to say originally two weeks would, so that be, valid, would be about two weeks, right and now. that would set you up nicely for this weekend. Exactly. Now here's exactly. the other question. She even would, she well, she invited me to a party. Oh. That she's having too. Oh well, well, when's that? This changes everything. That's in two weeks. Oh, okay. All right. So you might want to yeah. get something in advance. Now here's here's the thing. Maybe this is better as a during the week call. Right. Oh, it's absolutely going to be a during the week call. That's what I'm saying. So I would say wait till maybe next Tuesday. Right. Right. And try that approach well, and, and do some and research on your yeah, uh, trips. The card that I'm playing is is the uh, you know the carefree guy that is definitely not out for any action at all. Right. Because um, you're moving. And, but I'll always, you're, I'll you're always That's clearly you know uh, you know for lesser men that might be a problem. Um, I, I'm not saying it's a problem, but you can easily play that card. Right, exactly. You have that exactly. Card. I, I, I'm, it's almost like I'm gay. It's almost that safe. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I don't know okay. if I'd use that card, Street. but well, don't don't play any radio tricks with that with what I just said. I so, got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Um, right. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's that's the situation. So I'll I'll, I'll be sure to uh to let to let you know on the status of that. Okay. We'll uh, be. And if anybody has any additional ideas. Be sure yeah. to uh, get them to Evan around. Half a month. 
Uh, yeah. Second, you had two rulings this week, which I don't know if you want to set the precedent this high, but I think since the first show, I think it's allowed. Right. Well, the second ruling is much uh, shorter and easier, and, and probably easier to clarify and to make a ruling on. Okay, and there's no women uh, involved. This is, a, this is a golf etiquette ruling. Um, playing golf, we're in Atlanta, playing golf with my dad. Uh-huh. Uh, we are originally a twosome, just me and my dad. We, we're on the first tee, or uh-huh. sorry, the first green, and the marshal comes up and says, oh, there's a there's a single right behind you. Um, he just got here. Do you think you know he can just you know come up and play with you guys? We said sure, no problem. She's like, um, he's a member of the. We played a semi private, so they have members, but also the public can you know pay to play as well. Okay. She said he's a member. He's a really nice guy. Sure, fine, whatever. So he comes up and he joins us. So we're playing. So it's us three. You know, he's a you know local member guy, and we're obviously from Florida. So we're playing. We get to I think about hole ten, and um, another single. Is kind of come and playing real close to us. So we're on a green and we're putting or whatever, and we just finished putting, and we see the single standing up, you know, in the fairway waiting for us to finish so we can hit. And the guy, the third guy, the, the one that joined us, says, oh, hey, uh, and I thought he was going to ask the guy if he just wanted to play through, which is what I would have done. But he asked the guy if he wanted to join us. Do you want to join us? And the guy said, oh, yeah, sure. So he comes down and joins us which I thought was kind of strange, first of all, being that he was the one who joined us first, mm-hmm. and he didn't ask me or dad. That's what I would if, say. If it was okay for, you know, should I, uh, hey, should I ask this guy to join us? Which right. I, I would have said yes. Exactly, that's what I'm but, saying. But Etiquette, fact, I would ask you guys first. Right, but does the fact that he's a member and we are visitors give him special privilege Ooh. to do what he wants? Well, that's, that's an excellent question. Yeah. I think to him it does. <laughs> Obviously. But I don't. Maybe they have. He didn't know the guy. He didn't know the guy. The guy was from out of town too. Uh, he was not, so he was not a member. No. Okay. I I don't have an answer for that one. Yeah. I think. No, have... I think that if if it was a public course, the answer is clear. He should have obviously asked us first. If he, especially since he joined our group. Right. You know, he clearly needs to ask us first. If he, you know, hey, let's let's ask this guy to join us. Okay. Right. But but the the thing that makes it difficult is the fact that he's a member. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really know. I think still, sure even that. if you're a member, you should still ask the group you're with. Because you're I not going to say no. I think you have to go in believing no, that. Of course you're not going to say no. Exactly. No. So who, yeah, I don't, yeah, he should, you know, if he thinks he's better than you guys, and oh, well, I'm going to, I'm a member. I'm going to uh, right. invite this guy to join yeah. us. Now, he should, exactly. then he needs to be knocked down a few pegs. And uh, yeah. he should ask you guys first. Yeah, but there's no like, real, real yeah. way to uh, say anything to him. No. What are you going to say? Yeah. You know, well, what? You didn't want this guy to join us? Well, no. But yeah. some some respect. Yeah. All right. So, we'll we'll all open right. that one up as well. Maybe we have some golfers yeah. in the audience. Yeah. That'd right, be good. Our final topic. Pretty excited about. Evan sent me this link this week. And uh, I believe it's from Sports Illustrated. And sure. Evan, give us, give us some of the details. This is um, Sports Illustrated, the columnist, my, one of my favorite columnists, Rick Riley. He writes in the, he's always in the back of Sports right. Illustrated every week. And um, Some might say the only this, part worth reading. Correct. And it's um, this, uh, this movement, if you will, like pay it forward, I would, I would venture to guess, um, that uh, is, is, you know, for pertaining to sports and guys, but it can be branched off. Let me, let me explain. It's called the One Ring. And what this means is basically... Um, 
in its foundations was, let's say that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm me being in Florida and, and Janky being in, in Philly. Um, let's say that uh, just for happenstance, um, the Phillies, you know, make the playoffs or whatever. Okay, just as hypothetical. <laughs> Clearly. Let's say, let's say that, you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're both, I, I know that he's watching the game and he knows that I'm watching the game because, you know, playoff baseball. And let's say that uh, the Phillies are up, you know, in game one, they're up, you know, six to two. And they just blow a they blow a ninth inning lead and they lose the game. Rather than me calling Janky to rub it in his face and talk to him about it, I simply dial his phone. I let it ring once and then I hang up. He hears the ring and he hears it not ring anymore. He knows it's me, and it's almost like a, a nonverbal acknowledgement that I just saw his team get screwed, and I'm kind of you know rubbing it in his face, but. I'm not wasting the phone minutes. Don't need the conversation right. either. And it's and, and and the way it can be done is that you do this on any on any situation where your team loses heartbreakingly. Um, one of your favorite players gets traded away. I.e., like today, I probably would have done it if I had learned of Bobby Abreu uh, being given away to the Yankees for practically nothing. Exactly. That would me would that would be a one ring circumstance. Right. Um, let's say uh, uh, if if you were a Phil Nicholson guy. Right after the 18th hole of the U.S. Open, um, I might have one ringed you there because he blew it. Um, you know things like that. So that's um, and there's there's a few exceptions where it's not acceptable to to one ring, and that was I think uh, a, a serious injury to one of your team's players is not one ringable. Um, and I actually can't even remember what the other ones were. I think but it was not if it's completely idea. obscure. If it's like you read an article. And right. you're like, oh, I look at what this guy said about your team. Like, well, exactly. you're yeah, not going to have any idea what the ring means. That's clearly universally knowable. Right. Now, the other thing that I like about this is if you get one ringed, and say you're at work, okay, so you've been working, so you, you don't have ESPN on or anything like that. If right. you get one ringed, um, you know, oh, shit, I need to check ESPN. I need to see what, something just happened, and I need to know what it is. Something right. bad. Something bad just happened. And I think that's that's one of my favorite features of it, too. So, so now, but here's the only flaw that I see. Okay. Okay. Is the one ring is good, assuming the party hears the the ring, hears it ring once, and then they check, they see it's a missed call from from somebody they know that would that would one ring. You know, right. if you get a one ring and it's from a girl, you know, gonna, you know that know. she messed up dialing or something. Right. But what if what if it's on vibrate, or what if the phone's in your bedroom and you're in the living room, you don't hear the one ring, but you just come back and you see you have a missed call. The missed call doesn't say it only rang once. It just says you have a missed call from right. somebody. And you have exactly. ringtones that are not that are songs. Exactly. And even Correct. with phones, it may ring when you call, but it's not ringing on the phone till the third or fourth ring. Correct. So these are so my these problems. Are all but other than that, I love the idea because yeah. I've I know of many times when I've called you after a Braves or more or likely Gators. Gators screw up. Yeah. Or and some I usually sort of missed field goal. You don't pick up the phone, but I always right. didn't even want to talk to you. I just wanted right. to let you know that I saw what happened. Yeah, exactly. And that and really was what we were trying to do here. We just didn't realize it. Now, right. here's here's a few problems that I personally have. For me, is that I don't have a ton of people who root for other teams. You're pretty That's much true. the only one. That's true. And for better effect, right. you need a lot of other people who are going to one ring you. If you get 17 exactly. missed calls, 17 one rings, right. when something happens, you're going to know something's up, and you're going right. to feel even worse about yourself than you already did. 
right. just by seeing that. Yes. And it's also, so, I feel, sport-wise, you got it, football is universally watched. Correct. Especially college for us. And, you know, if you're going to watch the Super Bowl or any of the playoff games, you know everybody's watching. If there's a, right. you know, a baseball game during the season and somebody blows a five-game lead, chances are nobody's watching the game besides you. Right, right. And I think another rule on this is that it can only be, the one ring can only occur at the, like, within, I don't know, 20 minutes maybe of the conclusion of whatever event that sparked it. You can't be watching SportsCenter at 11 o'clock and Clearly. see that some horrible loss happened at 2 o'clock right. and then one ring. That doesn't right. work. Especially if you're going to be waking somebody up. Always exactly. a big concern of mine. Right. Not so much of me. No. But no. that's fine. Yeah. So I think <laughs> we're going to start using this. I think it's a fantastic idea. I think it's going to pop up quite a bit with uh, October just around the corner. And I think October course, baseball. I think September college football. Exactly. I was just going to say uh, that. be an excellent start to it. And the NFL yeah. season. Exactly. We have an exciting yeah. fall coming up. Yeah. I'm looking very much forward to it. <laughs> All right. Well, so, I think we covered everything that uh, yeah. uh, was on our on our little list here, and I think our first episode went all right. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining uh, me. Evan. We get a wide viewer audience, and the exactly. buzz the buzz starts. And uh, we'll have you on ag- on again real soon for another uh, yeah. fantastic episode. And hopefully, we'll, well have I'll a be name. sure to uh, collect some stories. Yeah, well, and that's really all we do every day. That's true. It's the only reason to get true. up in the morning is to collect some stories. I also want to point out that I'm um, in the Marriott. Uh, lobby right now, and Pivo Bryson is playing over the house radio. <laughs> Very nice. I'm sure that Thought inspired it, yeah. you. Throw his name out there. <laughs> yeah. All right, Evan. Well, thanks a lot, and we'll, right. we'll be talking to you soon. Sounds good. All right.